You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. Hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 31-year-old Lindsay Nichols of New Orleans, Louisiana. Lindsay worked as a timekeeper for a construction company, and she traveled a lot. She was visiting some friends and her young son. June 20, 2015, Jessica and Lindsay are getting ready to go out and party. Lindsay and Jessica went to a bar called Gabby's. Then they met up with Melanie and Spice. They went to another bar. Then Jessica decided she wanted to go home. So she finds a ride home. Lindsay went to a strip club called Passions with Melanie. And they run into another friend named Bam. Around 4 a.m., they take off and leave Melanie in the bar alone. The next morning... June 21st, 2015, at 6.17 a.m., the police receive a call about an abandoned, stolen vehicle. Then they receive another call that the car is on fire and there's a body in the trunk. She had a gunshot wound to the neck and there was a gun in the trunk that was burned. And she had burns on her body. The body was identified as 31-year-old Lindsay Nichols. The coroners came out and inspected the body. She was strangled, and there were more gunshot wounds. That morning, her mother texted Lindsay to remind her to call her father for Father's Day. Her mother didn't think anything was wrong when she didn't hear from Lindsay. She figured Lindsay just slept in because she was out the night before. Then she received a voicemail from somebody saying the police are looking for the parents of Lindsay Nichols. Lindsay's parents and friends go to identify her body the next day. And they had to tell Lindsay's son that his mother was deceased. Melanie met up with Jessica and Lindsay at Spice Bar and Grill. When Melanie got there, Jessica was waiting for her ride. Then Melanie, Lindsay, and her friend Bam left and went to Passions. Bam rode with Lindsay to Passions, and Melanie followed them there. When they got there, Lindsay recognized somebody she knew. She hugged and engaged in conversation for a few minutes. Then she returned to the bar with Melanie. Later on, Lindsay and Bam decided to leave, and Melanie stayed at Passions. She was dropping Bam off at his car and going home. The police needed to find him, but they didn't know his real name. They locate him and go to Bam's house and get him to go to the police station for questioning. He tells police they went out to different clubs. Then Lindsay brought him back to his car. He went to a convenience store and bought some food, then went home. The police check a surveillance camera that's pointing at Bam's house. Turns out he got home when he said he did. And apparently, 
He was nowhere near Lindsay when she was murdered. The police get a search warrant for Lindsay's car. There was a bag in the car that was meant to be burned. It contained a white undershirt with blood on it, red gym shorts with blood on them, and bloody tube socks. It was male clothing. The clothing was tested for DNA. The police got a search warrant for Lindsay's cell phone records. The coroner's report comes in. Lindsay was shot multiple times. She was strangled. and There was bruising to her face, so she was beaten. She had damage to her body from the fire. July 15th, the police received Lindsay's phone records. Between 4.11 a.m. and 4.18 a.m., Lindsay made two calls to Theon Sampson. It turns out Lindsay called 911 a couple of hours before her body was found. After eight minutes, the line goes dead. The police weren't dispatched right away. The 911 operator failed. The operator did not provide all the information that Lindsay was being held at gunpoint and her life was in danger. Lindsay was begging for her life. The 911 operator could hear her screaming while a man in the background demanded she open her mouth so he can put a gun in it. The 911 operator sent an officer who was three blocks away from the scene eight minutes after Lindsay made her call. The police spend at least 14 minutes trying to find Lindsay based on what the 911 operator had told them. Her call for help was marked as unfounded at 5.10 a.m. And by 5.15 a.m., the lead officer on the scene moved on to a traffic stop. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. The police department launched an investigation into how the call was mishandled, and the dispatcher resigned while it was under investigation. She says she resigned to attend school. In her 911 call, Lindsay describes a car dealership. Before she called 911, she called Thayan Sampson. The police reached out to her friends, and apparently she met him a few months ago. He was an exotic dancer, and his stage name was Bohm. They exchanged texts a couple of times. He lives in New Orleans East and he lives close to a car dealership. Police call Theon in for an interview. He tells police he sees Lindsay at the strip club, and then he went home, and his girlfriend was there. They took a DNA swab and compared his DNA to the evidence they found. They get a picture of Theon on social media wearing the same red shorts and a white wife beater. The DNA results come back and it's a match for Theon Sampson. He was arrested for the murder of Lindsay Nichols. On the 911 call, 
Lindsay says there were two men. The police receive an anonymous tip, and the witness gives a description of Theon Sampson, a mohawk and a nose ring. He was seen standing over the open trunk of Lindsay's car before her body was found in the trunk of the car. Theon met with attorneys and blamed everything on Troy Vernado Jr. Troy says he wasn't involved and he wouldn't speak to police. In the 911 call, you can hear two male voices. Troy was arrested and the police pieced together Lindsay's murder. That night, Lindsay agrees to take Bam to his truck. She left the club around 4 a.m., and she gets a call from Theon around 4.18 a.m. She drives to his apartment. Then Theon's friend Troy comes over. They wanted her to have a threesome. She runs to her car, and somehow he gets her keys. She might have dropped them while she was running to her car. At 4.45 a.m., she calls 911. She's trapped in the car, and they had her car keys. She can only hold the car door for so long. Eventually, they get in. They beat her up. She was strangled, and they put her body in the trunk. Then they drove to an isolated spot and killed her. Then they set her car on fire and get a ride back. Theon was charged with kidnapping, obstruction of justice, second-degree murder. He took a guilty plea and got 40 years in prison. Troy went to trial and was found guilty of all charges, and he got life in prison. Terrible. She meets a guy at a club. I mean, girls do it all the time. They go out to bars with their friends, they pick up guys, they get their phone number. You don't think that the guy you meet at a bar is going to take your life. Be careful who you trust. These guys are exactly where they need to be. And anybody out there who knew Lindsay Nichols, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.